Mohia, it's good to see you again. Uh, taking over, a, you know, a very heritaged business like Tech Mahindra has been doing things its uh, its own own way for many many years. Um, but this is a time of huge change in our industry, right? And um, it seems like a huge challenge. So, so what do you think? If you just had to put it in a nutshell, what do you think you're going to bring to the table at TechAmp? Yeah, so I think that, look, I think this is a very exciting time to be in the tech services business. And I feel that Tech Mahindra is really quite uniquely positioned, right, for a couple of reasons. One is, this is a very interesting company because, you know, historically, you've got part of the heritage coming in from, uh, you know, from Mahindra British Telecom uh, with a focus on telecom and media and entertainment, very deep engineering skills, uh, very deep uh, uh, focus on working with a select set of clients. And then you've got the heritage coming in from Satyam, right, uh, which is about uh, the experience and the uh, spread across uh, multiple industries. Uh, we've also acquired a lot of uh, companies with specific expertise in design, for instance, right? Not too many people know that Pininfarina, the leading Italian design house, right, that has designed every single Ferrari, is actually a tech and subsidiary, right? Uh, uh, we've got uh, Born, which is a leading design house. Uh, and so, I feel the company has a unique, uh, you know, set of assets uh, and a unique set of capabilities. Uh, we are in a market that is growing. Uh, we have a set of customers uh, who are deeply reliant on us and who really uh, trust us. Uh, we've got an exciting set of service offerings. We have a billion dollar plus engineering business. We have a remarkably successful BPS business through the acquisitions that we've done. Uh, we've got a very healthy uh, design. Uh, customer experience and MarTech business. Uh, so I feel very uh, confident that, uh, again, uh, we can take this company forward uh, in, uh, you know, in a fast growing market, right? Uh, we have to make sure, I have to make sure that we're able to retain and grow our uh, leadership position in telecom, but also in manufacturing, uh, and then uh, grow out a significant franchise in uh, healthcare and in financial services. Again, given the strength of the uh, offerings that we have uh, and uh, the uh, excellent reputation that we enjoy, uh, I do think that this is very, uh, very doable. How, how do you think you're going to be able to compete at the top end of the BFS space? Do you think this is going to take time or do you feel you can steal a much faster than people expect? Well, I honestly think it can be done quite quickly, uh, Phil. And the reason I'm optimistic about it is because even at Infosys, right, uh, I had actually built out that BFS business 20 or 30 fold uh, over the past uh, uh, 15 years or so. So I clearly think that it is something that can be replicated again. It is an industry which is uniquely concentrated, right? It is uniquely concentrated. At the end of the day, the top 100 players in uh, insurance and in banking make up the majority of the tech spend. And they're clearly looking for partners uh, who bring in a level of thought leadership, who bring in a level of engineering discipline, and also people who intuitively understand the industry. Right? Uh, I think uh, uniquely among my peers, all the uh, CEOs of all the IT services companies, I truly, without exaggeration, understand the industry the best, both from having been a service provider to them in the past and today, and from my uh, sort of... Uh, being on the board of an insurance company. It is a sector that I understand completely well. I know all the players. I know what people are looking for. And so I'm confident that while it will take time, I'm able to build out a, a very successful franchise over here. 
I should also mention that we are also part of a very large group, right? We are part of a Mahindra group, which is a major buyer of uh, uh, you know financial services across the world, and that's again something that I will be looking to leverage in addition to our innate capabilities. Yeah, we can't talk about the industry without the elephant in the room, which is the uh, wonderful developments we've seen in AI, particularly since last November. But should we be enthusiastic or a little scared about the pace of development we're seeing there, Mohit? You know, so look, I think it is a it is a very positive thing for the industry as a whole, and I would see it as a fairly significant tailwind uh, in a couple of ways, right? Uh, so when I look at it from a tech end perspective, Obviously, uh, we're looking to see how we can incorporate uh, uh, Gen AI into all of our service lines, right? So, uh, whether it is uh, whether it is from a, a development uh, perspective, or it is from our BPS perspective, uh, or from a data sciences perspective, uh, how can we uh, bring in all the Gen AI uh, tools uh, into our service lines? Uh, we're also obviously working with a lot of uh, uniquely working with a lot of the hyperscalers and the AI companies to help build out their toolkits, right? Both from an operations perspective and from an engineering perspective. Uh, through our own uh, research labs, uh, we are investing in building out uh, large language models of our own. Uh, so for instance, we are building out the first uh, Indic services, uh, large language model in Project Indus, uh, which is uniquely among you know all the companies so far, most of the large language models have either been in English or in Chinese or in Korean or in Arabic. We're building out the first large language model in the uh, Indic languages. Uh, and finally, like I mentioned, because we have a large group, right? Uh, we're also looking to see how can we deploy, uh, you know, Gen AI and AI for Mahindra Finance. Uh, how can we be looking at building out the factory of the future, you know, for Mahindra Auto uh, through incorporating, you know, robotics and Gen AI into uh, their auto plant in uh, Chakan. Uh, and so through a number of ways, we're looking to harness the uh, power of, uh, you know, of AI. And I do feel that it is a net positive, you know, for, uh, you know, for our uh, uh, business. Uh, clearly, it has brought the focus back uh, completely on technology every single large company in the world. And I do see it being a, a driver of uh, tech spend over time. Clearly, we also have to be able to use uh, uh, the tools and the platforms to be able to drive our own productivity, both from an operations perspective and from an IT perspective. Uh, but I do feel that it will be an immensely powerful toolkit, right? See, for the longest time, I think in the industry, people have looked at Silicon Valley having some sort of magic dust or programmers in uh, the Bay Area being, you know, 10x or 100x. I do feel that this toolkit actually helps democratize uh, technology as well, right? And with the large uh, pool of uh, talent that we have uh, within TechM, uh, it is an, you know, it is a significant uh, uh, boost uh, from a productivity perspective, from a learning perspective. Yeah. Do you, do you think the current crop of service providers um, all have the uh, ability to change their products and delivery models to stay ahead of this curve here. I mean, we've seen industries in the past get uh, heavily uh, disrupted. Like this feels like 1998 all over again, right? Um, do you think that our industry is going to come through this? Or do you think there's going to be a, um, a significant sea change in who, who's leading the services business in the next three, four years? Yeah. So look, I think in the past, whenever you've had industry shifts, right, it's because 
people have become complacent. And I do feel that uh, in this industry and certainly in tech, uh, there is a lot of healthy paranoia about uh, the need to constantly innovate from a service line perspective, about the need to make sure that our cost structures are on track and are uh, competitive and to make sure that from a customer perspective, right, uh, we have that uh, sponsorship and we're able to deliver existing programs with a level of, uh, you know, with a level of resilience and with a level of stability. And I, I think as long as we can be paranoid, we can stay paranoid. We have a cost structure that's fit for purpose. Uh, we have the client buying. We're constantly innovating from a service line perspective and we're taking care of uh, our employees from a lifelong learning perspective. I see no reason why this industry should become irrelevant. In fact, you know, for the IT services industry, you know, uh, industry has always been super paranoid. People have written it off more than once, right? Whether it was uh, post Y2K or post 9-11 or post GFC. People have always been in a rush to write off the industry, but it is an incredibly resilient industry. And from a tech end perspective, I'm very confident that, you know, the future will bring a lot of surprises, but uh, we will be prepared. Yeah, I mean, it's created a whole new suite of opportunities and demand. Uh, I guess it's a question of um, being able to evolve uh, skills and training and culture. Um, I mean, do you think that the types of typical white collar jobs, including tech jobs, do you think they're under threat with Gen AI? Do you think that's going to be a big, a big issue uh, as we move forward? Yeah. Look, I, I do think that, uh, you know, uh, again, in aggregate, right? In aggregate, uh, this will be a plus because uh, you know, human uh, wants and human needs are uh, are unending, right? So, I'm sure it will create. Uh, and again, it, it almost seems trite to say this, right? But where was the job of an influencer, you know, 20 years ago, and where was the job of a social media expert uh, 30 years ago, right? So, it will create uh, demands and opportunities where we, you know, which we can't even imagine just now. Uh, you touched on a very important point, right, which is the point around education, which is if we can make sure that our workforces and our populations are well prepared, we'll be fine. Uh, that's an area where we're very focused within TechM as well. I think uniquely among our peer group, we actually have a full-fledged university in the company, right, and not really an internal university, but an actual accredited university called Mahindra University, uh, over a 170-acre campus in, in Hyderabad. And we've got a school of engineering in partnership with the Ecole Centrale. We've got a school of business in partnership with Cornell. We've got a school of law, again, in partnership with Cornell. So we're building out, uh, you know, the infrastructure for, you know, the industry, uh, you know, for the country uh, and for ourselves, right? That will serve us well in the future. And as long as we're making those investments, I'm very confident that uh, the future of white collar jobs will not be at risk. Again, it's very hard to forecast the future. Uh, I'm just reminded of this uh, wonderful cartoon film. I don't know if you've seen it, right? It's about uh, what we uh, thought the future would look like and what it actually is. There was a, a sort of a robo uh, made uh, uh, like Irona that you had in the Richie Rich comics, right? Cleaning up the rooms. And so sort of the person was sitting there and looking at a beautiful sunset and making a painting. But here we are where uh, sort of the machine is making the painting. And the humans are still cleaning out the rooms, right? So it's very hard to, to tell which way the future will uh, evolve. Uh, but as long as we're investing in learning, as long as we're sort of, uh, as they say, you know, stay hungry, stay foolish, we'll be fine. Yeah, it's like um, someone told me that um, electricity was invented, but didn't really fulfill potential until a light bulb was invented. Um, when we look at um, 
Gen AI, the cloud is like the electricity and um, Gen AI is like the new light bulb. So uh, we have this, and it could, it could evolve and spiral, spiral a lot faster than it took uh, other things to evolve from electricity. But uh, we're definitely going through a, a shift that we haven't seen in well, 25 years. It's very clear that it will be a, you know, it will be a disruptive change uh, for the industry. Uh, and it's very clear that we need to quickly start working with clients to find solutions, right? So for instance, while the broad-based uh, uh, tech platforms, uh, broad-based uh, Gen AI platform is very useful for a range of uh, uh, general purpose functions, right? But when it comes to specific industry needs, for instance, the specific needs of the telecom industry or the specific needs of the uh, financial services industry, there will be vertical specific open source AI platforms that will be created, right? And we're doing a lot of work to help co-create these with our clients, uh, given the leadership position we have in many of these industries. And I feel that if we're able to, you know, to do that, right, if we're able to invest ahead of the curve, uh, it will open up a huge range of opportunities for us, right? Like I said, I don't see the demand for programming talent going down globally. As you know, there are maybe, you know, five to seven million programmers across the world. I don't see that demand diminishing. But equally with the tools that we have now uh, with Gen AI, uh, the productivity and the capability of those programmers is really amplified uh, remarkably. We've got letters as well as numbers now, right? So grammar as well as code. So things are shifting fast. So one last question. Um, if you had one wish for this industry, this IT services industry, what would that be? If you could make one wish come true for the betterment of the space we're in. Yeah, look, I think uh, the thing that we uh, want for this industry more than anything else is the creative self-confidence, right? Uh, I feel that this industry has done a remarkable job in driving transformation for our clients, in driving change in their cost structures, uh, in driving the greater digitization and automation of processes, in helping uh, entire industries globalize, right? But effectively, that uh, sort of that creative self-confidence to go and suggest new ideas to the customer, to lead them to solutions, right? That is something that is still lacking. Uh, and that is something that I'm hoping that we can drive that, uh, you know, that greater relevance for the industry and that greater impact for clients by just effectively being, you know, having more creative confidence. More creative confidence. That's a very pragmatic answer. Thank you. It's been wonderful getting your time today, Mohit, and seeing you doing so well and uh, doing a lot of travel, uh, but you're looking well, that's the main thing. So thanks, Phil. It's always wonderful to see you. And uh, look, uh, you know, thank you for all the insights that you keep providing to all of us uh, in the industry and you know, for the leadership that you yourself have taken in the uh, Gen AI space to, you know, to articulate its impact on, uh, you know, on clients and on uh, the service provider industry. Yeah, we're trying. It's a lot of a lot of stuff to take in, but we're trying very hard. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll talk soon.